Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. right evil doers that's right you foul monsters who follow the evil doings of queen barrow there's a new team in town and they're ready to throw various makeup based objects at you i'm the green one are you the green one i'm the green one i'm the red one i'm angry at everything i am a tall foreign exchange student (laughs) (laughs) and by tall i mean five foot six (laughs) just not really that tall this week we are doing sailor moon One of the most well-known anime series in the history of anime. Up there with Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. And uh, honestly, I, I hold on. I have something I have something very personal to tell you. What? Uh, when I first started dating my girlfriend, Marie, we were just starting this podcast. And when uh, we talked about uh, topics of stuff we would do, I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe a Dragon Ball episode, maybe a Skyrim episode. And she looked me dead in the eye. This is maybe like a second, third date and was like, you have to let me on for the Sailor Moon episode. <laughs> and we have been together for over a year, and it finally happened. Hello, my beautiful girlfriend and angel of my life, Marie Luongo. Hi, Jake. Hi, Holden. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Of course, now I will introduce myself. Tis I, the spooky wizard, Holden McNeely. And uh, with us as always, super producer Megan, cracking a beer in the back. How you doing? Hello, hello. Very excited. To have uh, another girl in the room. There you That's go. Weird, you guys. <laughs> right? It's so weird. It's like twenty percent less stinky in here than it, than it normally is with uh, with another lady in the room. And you, of course, the wizard. I am. The, I am the wizard, Jake Young. I mean, the bruiser. Sorry. What? It's fine. It's fine, guys. We're here to have. We're you know who we are at this point. We're Unless you're r- coming in on this episode, then hi. It's very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're doing Sailor Moon today, and I have to say. I have to say, we usually start the show off with personal experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, being like the sort of um, misogynist dickhead little kid that I was, I was like, oh, that girl show. Me don't watch girl show. Mm -hmm. And then, so I like didn't watch Then you retreated to your your treehouse. Yeah, exactly. And played whose dick was biggest with all the neighborhood boys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like for no reason... It's funny, too, because, like, watching it, so I had to do, like, a crash course this week, um, and uh, I enjoyed it, and watching it, not with the, like, idea, like, oh, that's girl show, I don't watch girl show, there's, like, a lot of cool shit in it that I totally would have liked, yep. so I don't, I'm just a complete idiot, uh, was a complete idiot little kid, now I am, I have grown, and am I am enlightened, stop staring daggers at me, ladies, I uh, I actually really I, I thoroughly enjoyed um, hanging out. I just sat down with a nice glass of red wine um, and uh, uh, threw on an episode. You know, Lexi was hanging out. She was framing things. I was just I was relaxing. We were both uh, had a wonderful evening watching Sailor Moon, and uh, I was shocked as well at how like violent and creepy deepy the <laughs> monsters are and stuff. So it's like really sort of totally badass, you know. 
Um, But it's also hilarious, and it's a show I'm going to bring up later, but I got, like, really obsessed earlier this year with Poela Magi Madoka Magica, which is a total subversion of the magical girl uh, Sailor Moon-like ethos. Anywho, Jake, did you have an upbringing that involved Sailor Moon? Uh, Sailor Moon was just uh, always one of the big three in terms of, like, anime that was popular in America. I would, like, catch it early mornings every once in a while when I was, like, channel flipping and desperate. You know that it's like a very it's a very 90s childhood thing to like desperately get even a glimpse of cartoons before the bus comes on syndicated television but I was more drawn to Dragon Ball Z what with the muscles and yelling and green dudes <laughs> that ripped their own arms off as a show of defiance I did I will say this though speaking to like on Twitch like talking to some of the other uh, men in like that community like there were a lot of dudes who were like way down with Sailor Moon there was like a, a, a lot of their like sexual awakenings had uh, to do with Sailor Moon in a lot I, of ways I don't get that. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, th- that was like a. But but also they were just into it as a cool ass like just like Dragon Ball or anything else as well. Like cause there was like a lot of badassery and really cool scary villains and stuff like that that I just miss. Like I remember watching the first episode. I remember because it, it was last night. Um, uh, just being like, if I had seen any of these villains, I think I would have been like way more keyed in. But I guess like when I was flipping around the channels, I only saw like the hearts and stuff. And like, I don't know. I, I just missed out. Anyways, who gives a shit about me or what? you? Marie? What? What did this show mean to you? What, what, like, how to, okay, or, or better yet, as a better lead in, um, how did you discover Sailor Moon and, like, where were you in life and all that good stuff? It was 6 30 in the morning before school, and something very bright and colorful and magical was on the TV after <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I think it was after or before. <laughs> I forget. And it was five girls. It was five girls. I had only ever seen one girl or a sidekick girl or a mouse that was uh, with the Chippendales or whatever her name was. <laughs> like, that was it. That was like the extent of the girls that I saw on TV. Already and, comments are like, I will have you. Gadget brought a lot to the table. Gadget. Thank you. Thank you. Gadget. No, but it was this incredible, bright, shiny thing and crazy villains, which were great, but like. I started watching and it's like there's a myth arc and I got wrapped up in it like yeah. it's not just monsters there's like an actual backstory mm-hmm. and yeah and the girls I got sucked in by all the girls and the stuff which which girl did you identify with the most see that's the hard part because they all have like really varied traits right and you can't there's no like stand-in there's no Mary Sue like everybody's a little bit different they have their their pluses and their minuses and I felt I was like angry like Ray I was nerdy like <laughs> I was nerdy like Amy I was a big crybaby wanted to eat everything like Sailor Moon so yeah no it was all over the place and it was everything that was also like a big deal that like Sailor Moon as a like you know she would transform and become this like ethereal princess figure but then like most of the show is her just like being grumpy and selfish and like acting like a human being. Oh, you mean like a normal 14-year-old? Yeah. yeah they're 14. Yeah. They're 14. Yeah. This is what people keep like when they're like uh, people keep talking about Sailor Moon is like uh, in 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 uh in Bare Naked Ladies song one week tune into the Sailor Moon because that cartoon has got the boom anime babes that make me think they're wrong. They're eighth graders. They're yeah. They're children. They're, yeah, what have you done, young. bare naked ladies just hanging around? Please, bare naked ladies, and shame on you <laughs> for having the name bare naked ladies. Just all of it's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, I just, I have to do this before we get into the the like the real uh, meat of uh, the Sailor Moon mythos and history. Uh, I, I just looked up the history of the magical girl genre, and uh, I just want you to know that uh, before Sailor Moon, a lot of of, uh, the, of magical girl animes uh, were real creepy sounding, such as uh, Creamy Mommy, the Magic Angel. <laughs> Magical Princess Minky Momo. I watched that one. Oh. <laughs> How was that one? What was that one like? I had nightmares about it for years. I didn't know what it was. No, I, I had forgotten that I had seen it, and I had nightmares about a gr- girl with a magic wand in a carnival. It was like abandoned, and her parents were dead, and I was like, why do I keep my are crying? It was that one. That's amazing. As well as Minky Momo and oh, Sally the Witch. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't until uh, Naoko Takeuchi came along that uh, the magical genre got mixed in with the sort of of like um, 
Uh, oh, what's the right word for it? It's the not, Sentai. The, the Power Sentai, Ranger. thank you. I was going to say crossover. Crossover all over this episode. I didn't want to say Power Rangers because Power Rangers is Sentai, not Sentai is Power Rangers. But um, or, or Power Rangers came from, it was derived from Sentai. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she was the one who sort of took it and makes it together. She, of course, is the uh, creator, writer, and illustrator of the original um, Sailor Moon manga. But it was actually um, originally uh, the. It, it's a long development process that kind of got us to the, those two things uh, combining. Those two powers combined. Um, That's Captain Planet. That is Captain <laughs> Planet. But that is also derived from Sentai. Um, so this it, it was originally a manga serialized into 52 individual chapters from 1991 to 1997. Originally, though, uh, Naoko Takeuchi, um, she was born in Kofu. She had two parents uh, and a younger brother. Of course, she had two parents. She had, she had a younger <laughs> brother, uh, and she attended Kofu Ichi High School, wherein she wore sailor suit uniforms. Um, and this was kind of like a norm for kids uh, in that time. They, It's such a bizarre... It all came from this principal of a Japanese high school that took oh. a trip to Britain and saw these like sol- uh, sailors, and then like decided that her students at her school should wear those British sailor suits as their uniforms, which is really weird and interesting to me. No, you know what? I'm not. I'm gonna say that's not weird. Having an eccentric private school principal make a weird uniform decision is not weird. But everyone adopts uh, everyone it universally. Like, Holy shit! Is that random class of Japanese schoolgirls dressed like British sailors? We gotta do that. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, it's very rare in modern Japan right now. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they caught up with common sense, and now school uniforms are just normal-ass blazers. <laughs> and, that, and that actual type of sailor suit is referred to as sailor fuku. Um, and it's common with middle school students. But uh, so she was also really into astronomy and, and uh, she was in astronomy and manga clubs. But her father suggested she have a backup plan before she got into manga to try to make her career out of that. So she studied chemistry at a uh, university. She OK, just long story short, she's like very, 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 very smart. So yeah. she ended up uh, getting graduating and becoming a licensed pharmacist. But then also, oh, and while she was at college, too, she would work as a shrine priestess, which will come back into play with the character of Rey. Um, so, uh, and one of the funny things about that was she kept getting hit on by, like, creepy dudes, and if, uh, that comes into play as in Rey's character um, later on. She gets really <laughs> annoyed at that exact same thing. Um, Marie, did you uh, read the mangas at all growing up? Yeah. I did, but just the the first series uh-huh. before we got to Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon Super S. I, right. I stopped pretty early on. So, like, the, the I'm more familiar with the anime, and the, uh, the mangas kind of, they look almost like fashion illustrations. Like, everything's kind of less oriented and, like, action and, like, motion, and it's just kind of like, you know, like, flowers and, like, very lithe. It's it's very uh, like middle school girl n- notebook doodles. <laughs> like there's a lot. It's very very hyper feminine. It's mm. very florid. There's like lots of little details here and there. There's no. I mean the action shots are action shots, but there's also like a tiny bunny telling you part of the story as well. <laughs> like because this this was published in a in a shojo uh, compilation, not a uh, regular shonen. Like all the other series we've covered were for boys, and this was in specific. Can you imagine if there were, like, girl-specific comic compilations that had, like, yeah, really right? interesting stories? So, in Japan, and we've talked about this before, there's shonen manga, which is uh, geared towards teenage boys, and then there's shoujo, which is geared towards teenage women, and they would have actual, like, magazines coming out um, th- that would uh, be just full of just shoujo, or... It's like they have separate trains for men and women. No? <laughs> Not really, right? Um, I think separate train cars during some of... <laughs> I think they call those the whoopsie hours. <laughs> Um, Highly, highly damaged society. Great cartoons. Terrible place to live sometimes. (laughs) So she got her work, er, she got started early. She submits, at the age of 19, she submits a shoujo, um, uh, to a shoujo magazine um, called Kodansha. 
um, called Love Call. Now, oh, Kodansha is the publisher, like a really good. Co- think of them like Marvel or DC of uh, manga publishers. And she wins. Uh, she wins an award. It's it's a really cool like a romance story. I couldn't find out a lot about Love Call. Did you look into Love Call much, uh, Jake? I did not look into uh, Love Call. It looked like a really like fun, flowery, like ro- just kind of cute romance story. But I, then she makes Maria. Did you look into Maria at all, Jake? Uh, I mean, I looked up that it was loosely based on the story Daddy Long Legs. Daddy Long Legs. I actually kind of enjoy it. Wait, do you know that? Okay. <laughs> Maria is, uh, yes, based off of Daddy Long Legs, which is a 1912 novel by American writer Gene Webster. Um, it's, it's very loosely based on it. It's uh, essentially a middle-class High school girl, I don't know if you noticed the theme there, who gets to go to a prestigious academy, all paid by a mysterious suitor to be referred to as, creepily enough, Daddy Longlegs. Because if you really want to creep out anybody, especially someone you're trying to get married to by paying for their life, maybe, I don't know, call yourself Daddy Longlegs. We and as- will fall into a K-hole if we talk about how creepy the beloved American... <laughs> Coming of age story Daddy Longlegs is. But needless to say, from the title alone, it's fucking creepy. She has to write him a letter once a week, and while, of course, she's at school, she gains a crush on a boy there. Um, and uh, it's also uh, based on her friend, Marie Koizumi. Um, Naoko and Marie actually worked on a couple of things together, such as Mermaid Panic. And another one that I love the title of, which is, I'm definitely going to steal your boyfriend. (laughs) Um, And after that came the Cherry Project, um, which actually you guys watched uh, Yuri on Ice. I feel like this was uh, sort of a predecessor uh, to that. It's about a protagonist, Asuka uh, Chieri, as she works to become an excellent figure skater in pursuit of becoming a pair skating partner with the famous uh, Suzuki Masanori before he is forced to retire. Um, and that was serialized in Nakayoshi, which is a show, show Joe, right? Wait, wait, show. Which one is it? Girls are shoujo. Thank you. Shoujo. Girls are shoujo. Guys are shonen. Girls are cats. Guys are dogs. Okay. Uh, from 91 to 92. I'm sorry. That's just how I remember it. Makes no sense. Um, so anyways, yeah. Um, she really was obsessed with the figure skater uh, Midori Ito. And I guess figure skating got like really big in Japan for a while. Either way, after that comes Codename Sailor V. Now we're at the Sailor Moon part. <laughs> we did it. Now, this confused the living piss out of me, Jake. I had to really try to figure this I out. I still don't quite understand it. She creates Codename Sailor V, which is about Sailor uh, Venus, right? I can help. Oh. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> so Codename Sailor V was kind of like a one-off thing that she did. So uh, Sailor Venus was created as kind of this like Japanese idol, like fancy pretty girl, everybody wants to be, but she was also secretly um, fighting the dark agency, yeah. I think mm-hmm. was the name mm-hmm. of it, right? Um, and it's great, like, you know, all the actions she wanted, but the place where she was working was like, okay, we want this, but we want like a team of them. And so Sailor Venus just became one of the of the inner senshi and then sailor moon then became like the protagonist who was infinitely more like accessible because she was a big crybaby. right right and so, the yeah. two were coming out kind of at the same time sailor v would be like on an irregular schedule mm-hmm. and sailor moon would be uh the more regularly published uh story but the two would like kind of intertwine and cross over every once and again and stuff that happened in sailor v would come into play in Sailor Venus's character arc. Well, also, uh, what you got to realize, too, is that uh, Sailor V debuted in Run Run, which was uh, um, a different one of those magazines. It debuted in uh, 1991, um, and it was pitched to Toei. Yeah, Toei. Toei. Toei Animation. It was pitched to Toei Animation um, to be a TV show. Sailor V was. But then Run Run... Uh, went out of business. I think that affected the deal. I think that screwed up the deal. And then in that time period, she uh, went back to the drawing board and said, you know what? It would be way better if we did this like um, as a team, you know, and pulled from that other genre. Um, This is where things get a a little uh, like kind of insane because so many times I like we we do these things and, you know, I want to hear the story of how like a brave, bold creator like had a crazy fucking idea that changed the world and a lot of times uh, and Sailor Moon's one of them it's no the richest most powerful people in the world were like hey I know what'll make all the money (laughs) (laughs) yeah what if we did uh, the most popular thing on earth at the time 
uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, Sentai. Sentai, Super Sentai, yeah. And we uh, just made it for girls so that we can sell even more toys. Yeah. and And we'll get this very talented young manga artist to adapt this idea that she had already had and together we'll work on it and... Like, it just blew up. To the point where, you know, the manga is coming out, like, a month or two before episodes of the anime of that, like, adaptation of that manga are coming out. Like, they're coming out at the same time, so it's just, like, you can read it, you can watch it, it's happening all around you. Like, you can just consume, consume, consume the shit out of it. And it was a giant, massive, huge hit in Japan, and then later, as we'll get to, it was uh, big in America as well. Took a minute. Took a minute, just like so much. Dragon Ball was the same way. It was like canceled initially, yeah. but then there was like a small fan gathering, and then you know, um, Toonami finally gets a hold of it and like it really does it right and gets it out to people. Now you saw it after Saved by the Bell, so you saw it like. Did you see? Was it on um, network television? It was in syndication at that point, right? Okay, like, that was you. Uh, we both definitely grew uh, up watching the Deke dub. Yeah, Deke oh, Entertainment yeah. licensed mm. the first two seasons of Sailor Moon in order to try to capitalize on the success of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, they had mandated cuts to the content, reduced the. They reduced the first eighty nine episodes to eighty two episodes, and also did some a lot of changes to character names. Like you mentioned, Amy, but I know the characters differently because I've been learning the. Japanese right. characters. So yeah. Wait, yeah. What, so what are the differences? Because I'm I'm mostly familiar with the uh, English names. I'm I only remember some of the Japanese names actually. Because in my head they go back and forth. Like Sailor Moon is uh, uh, Usagi, Usagi, Tsukino, mm-hmm. right? And then in the English dub she's Serena. Both mm-hmm. uh, Usagi means bunny and Serena means moon. So they kind of kept with the theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Amy is Sailor Mercury, but yep. she's Ami. Amy. Ami. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think actually that one's like more more. Ray is Ray. That Ray, is Ray. Ray is Ray. Just change the spelling. Uh, uh, Jupiter is Makoto Kino in the Japanese. Do you remember which one she oh, is? Oh, thank you, Super Producer Megan, Yay. for bringing up. Oh, yeah, there we go. Kadokino is Lita. Oh, Lita, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Sailor Venus was uh, Minako, and then she be- or Minako, and then she became Mina. Hmm. So just, you know, easy little abbreviations of mm-hmm. each of their names. And oh, and name. we know their blood types. Lita's, oh. oh that's the best part. <laughs> what? Like, no, yes. Well, blood type's like a really way of doing like personality tests yeah. in Japan. But I hate like, how animated you get whenever we talk about blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's spooky. I love it. Um, no, but each Sailor Scout has like a dossier. It's not just the blood type. Like, they have favorite foods and favorite colors and favorite subjects in school. Like, there's like lots of little bits that you can mm. identify with and like for each of them. Them. You could like, yeah, you could have like a trading card just mm-hmm. covered in stats. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, why don't we talk about why don't we talk about these ladies uh, a little bit? I think this would be a good time now. Now we've kind of gotten into the actual story. Now, of course, you've got. Let's start with Sailor Moon Usagi Tsukino. Uh, um, she is the soldier of love and justice. Mm-hmm. Um, her uh, Takeuchi based her signature hairstyle on a good luck charm she had during her studies at university. She put her hair up like that before difficult classes or exams. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, interesting. That's, That's why really people fun. listen to the show. They look at stuff like that. <laughs> so she was like, I'm going to wear meatballs on my head? Yeah, pretty much. And they're she was... Meatballs, uh, Jake. They're what? Odango. <laughs> I've had... Wait. Uh, What's it's Odango? Me- it's meatball head in the uh, English dub because we don't have an equivalent. But Odango are those little like <laughs> Japanese mochi pastries things on a stick. They're like little balls oh, and the hairstyle looks like the little balls but because oh. we don't have that they made it meatballs they also called onigiri donuts in the dub as well they did they, that yeah they, uh. <laughs> why That's... are the donuts triangular because they're rice balls <laughs> <laughs> um uh, apparently her character is most similar to takeuchi's own personality now her character i, I feel like though they all kind of evolved through the series right oh absolutely in a huge way i, I mean initially i mean the name of the first episode is the what is it crybaby um yeah it has it's called like some yeah do you remember it's, it's like you saw the crybaby or serena that writes something like yeah. that yeah, yeah yeah and it's all about how she's sort of she like i i kind of loved it it, it she, these, all these, like, there's this big scary monster, like, hurting her friend, and she just, like, starts crying as yeah. opposed to doing the, the uh, thing that we the all Deke think she title, would do. The, the title in the Deke dub is uh, A Moon Star is Born. Oh, that's right. Yes. In so Japan, good. it was The Crybaby, colon, Usagi's Beautiful Transformation. <laughs> See, but that's the most incredible part mm-hmm. because, you know, you see all these fantastical stories and you're given this power from, like, another realm and 
a regular 14 year old is gonna be like i don't want this like yeah. this is ridiculous this is terrifying and right. that's exactly what that character does i also <laughs> i mean it's yeah i think uh madoka think magica that, uh definitely handles like Here's the thing, like people who like there's this there's the idea that Madoka Magica is like like exploded the genre by pointing out how fucked up it is, but like Sailor Moon points out how fucked up it is to oh, tell yeah. a fourteen year old to kill a monster right. with her bare hands. And and you get some more of that with returning memories, Usagi and Memoru's past, which is an episode I watched recently. I think it's episode thirty four. It's when she finds out she's the Moon Princess, mm-hmm. and she straight up has a freak. And she's just like, I don't want to fight anymore. Like I'm sick <laughs> of fighting. I don't want to do this anymore. And Ray straight smack her in her fucking head which is kind of badass and she's just like you know she's just like uh you're right i'm not as strong as you and it's like this really cool moment of of realness and a show that's all superheroes and you know badassery that i really appreciated and there's moments of vulnerability in this show that um uh, shows like dragon ball or power rangers or something like that just just straight up lack and uh i've really found that to be great and i got to kind of check those individual episodes out more specifically because i looked up lists of like best episodes so i got to see more of those standout moments but um there's an emotional core to this show that is important um, you know, I, I think for for shows of this kind that I think a lot of those, especially geared towards male uh, teenage boy audiences, lacked, um, and it's a shame. And so. any show of weakness or sadness or emotion in the male shows is like you're acting like a girl. Right. Like that was a very nineties <laughs> response. Right, right. But this it was like. You know, you're crying. Yes, things are hard, but you can do it. Like that was exactly always yeah. the reaction. You're acting like a girl. Eat some pizza, bro. Yeah, it was always like that. <laughs> tuxedo stuff. mask would like he would. I'm Let's like, talk about tuxedo yay. mask. Tuxedo <laughs> mask. By the way, literally what he's wearing. So you might as well refer to me as glasses, shirt, pants, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to that joke for a day now, and I'm very happy to finally get to say it. But he is straight up a guy in a tuxedo wearing a mask. So he let's does call not have, tuxedo mask. For the first couple of episodes, he does not have powers. He just is like there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. throws a rose. His power is encouragement. Yes. <laughs> Psychic encouragement because he has those badass psychic powers, um, and uh, uh, you find you come to find out later he he's romantically involved with Sailor Moon in their past lives because she was straight up the fucking Moon Princess. So like, blow, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, everybody, but Sailor Moon's the Moon Princess. Spoiler alert: Sailor Moon is her own mom, herself in the future, and a baby version of herself. <laughs> Reborn, but reborn in a crystal. I, it, I in space. In space. <laughs> in outer space. Mamori Chiba is the name of the high school boy that becomes Tuxedo Mask. By the way, I love that rose move. Wait, Mamori Is, or Mamoru? Mam, ma, Mamoru, maybe I'm wrong. Mamoru in the Japanese, Darian in the dub. Darian. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's why Marie's on this episode. Um, uh, he was actually designed by Takeuchi as her ideal of a man. Oh, Strong, God. silent, unshakable. A Supportive. little like Captain Harlock, who Captain Harlock is uh, from Space Pirate Captain Harlock manga series. He would say things like, um, uh, I fought for no man's sake, only something deep in my heart. He has no fear of death. <laughs> now, uh, Marie. Did you think Tuxedo Mask or Mamoru were like dream boys? Or I feel like you like more of the long-haired, androgynous bad boys over on Queen Barrel's side. <laughs> I mean, no. The fact that she had, like, a cadre of attractive androgynous men was appealing. And that spiky dress, man. No, I was more about Queen Barrel. Uh, uh, yeah, I like the villains, like, a lot in this show. Incredible fashion! And she was the main villain of the first arc right. of the yeah. first season, Which correct? is kind of the arc that they worked out ahead of time yes. and was, like, kind of from the inception the main thing. Oh, uh, shit. I yeah, sh- yeah, look at that spiky drop. I should even say, by the way, that um, they did not plan for this to go past that first arc, but the show was so successful <laughs> that she was hired to do um, t- uh, four more seasons of the show, four more arcs yeah. in the manga. So, yeah, that, that definitely comes into play, I think, with the subsequent seasons. Oh, look at those androgynous long-haired boys. Such androgyny and long hair. Uh, oh God! This is uh, in the. Oh wait, okay, we're we're all over the place. Yeah, right we're now. talking I'm about scared. tuxedo mask. We're talking about okay. We'll finish tuxedo mask, then we'll get into the evil boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, like tuxedo mask. He wears a tuxedo he, and a mask. He uh, throws roses. He only yes. offers words of encouragement. And in the anime, uh, there's a lot of like him kind of leaping in to rescue Sailor Moon in her moment of doubt. But uh, in the manga. 
Like he is straight up constantly endangered and Sailor Moon is like more likely to be the rescuer. Mm-hmm. The prince in peril situation, essentially. Yeah. But I still appreciate it in the cartoon where she, he didn't really do anything. She sort of like came in at the moment, was like, you can do it. And then jumped, like wave of a cape, jumped out. <laughs> Literally, that's it. See, that's at least, yeah, that's awesome that he wasn't coming in and saving the day and all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, they were like, they and they had confrontation in high school too, right? Like in their real life, she kind of, he kind of annoyed well, her, right? Yeah, well, oh yeah, no, he teased her. He was the one that called her meatball head. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, she, again, again, so weird to think of these characters this way, but she was 14 years old. She was literally in eighth grade, and he was, like, a cool high school, like, mm-hmm. big man on campus. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was, like, this weird, like, forbidden, this can never be attitude until they've, like, turns out they were married in the future past reborn. No, but their day-to-day interactions in their normal lives made sense because she he treated her like a little 14-year-old, like this little annoying girl who's kind of coming after me, like... Thank God. Did, Instead did, of creepy, romantic guys, did Guys, didn't you hate it? Everyone listening, don't, didn't you hate it when you were in high school and all and all these girls kept bugging you because they thought you were so attractive? Oh, boy. <laughs> ooh, I, ooh, I sure hits me back in my past. Yeah. I, I definitely um, uh, wore a mask and a tuxedo to high school <laughs> every now and again. Well, that was part of your vampire LARPing. <laughs> I will say this, too. After playing Persona 5, tuxedo mask is totally just oh, like... Oh, he was absolutely... It's called the Phantom Thief archetype. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, for... Uh, the gentleman... Yeah. yeah, the gentleman rogue. That yeah. was absolutely the, uh, the, the vibe. So did the girl... like? Did, did you share this with other girls, or was this kind of your own personal thing? Um, I, because I was watching at 630 in the morning and I was in a very small Catholic school, this was my okay. secret shame sesh. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah. if like other girls swooned over Tuxedo Mask. Was Tuxedo Mask the, uh, like. It was never about Tuxedo Mask. Right, right. It was, was about the girls. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that was like a thing though, since like they had this love. If the, the Was the love story a thing? No, like, the boys were there to be pretty. Okay. Like that's how they functioned at least throughout the whole first <laughs> That's season. actually super awesome the word you're looking for is awesome <laughs> it was something again i'm like it's it's so weird being in your own like gender pop culture bubble sometimes uh-huh. because the way the i agree sh- I, yeah. I you know yeah yeah the way this. the the show treats men as kind of just these long beautiful like set pieces where like the girls actually have like wants and needs and desires and i'm just like oh is this what watching anime is like for all girls all the time <laughs> yeah yeah yes oh no <laughs> um so moving on to the other ladies there's Ami Mizuno, a.k.a. Sailor Mercury, a.k.a. The, the Donatello of the group. <laughs> the high IQ. She's the soldier of water and wisdom. Um, she was actually, and, and she's super smart, uh, has like a little computer that looks just like a Nintendo DSi. Um, uh, because obviously Nintendo DSi was made after like to look like a com- uh, makeup compact kind of thing. It's all, it's all like makeup mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. right? It's all compact. Brooches and, and makeups and pe- and like... Is the pen supposed to be like a uh, drawing pen, or is it supposed to be like a mascara pen? No, I think that the, the pens are the pens. Okay. Yeah, but there's there's the compacts for the makeup. There, yeah, there are other makeup things. And I mean, you we can't go out at night uh, unless you like twirl around with your giant rod with a giant my moon cr- rod. Yeah, yes. with your moon rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she was originally intended to be a cyborg. With an accelerator, what? and then they were like, "Maybe don't do that. Maybe just make her a girl." They just give her a visor, yeah. like here. Yeah, here's a th- oh, but Sailor Saturn ended up being a cyborg in one of the most fucked up plot lines oh, in the yeah? entire show. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll get to that. She's destruction herself, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Ray Hino, Sailor Mars, a Shinto priestess, of course, based off of the college days of Takeuchi um, when she was uh, worked at a shrine as a Shinto priestess. Um, she has precognition, can dispel evil using Ofuda scrolls. Uh, she is the soldier of fire and passion. And uh, yeah, yeah. And um, she has raven friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the raven friends. Mm-hmm. And I love that she does like the gun hands or whatever. She does. Right? Oh, shooting the fire? Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Her attack is so cool because she just does the gun hand and then her hands start shaking because yeah. it's going to be so much ass kicking contained in it. I think she's probably my favorite <laughs> of, of, the, of the ladies. Except yeah. maybe, maybe I didn't spend enough time. With uh, uh, Sailor Jupiter, I think she might she might take my uh, focus. She's she's the Raphael. We'll get to her though in a second. But yeah, Ray is like I think kind of probably might. She's like such a bad when she smacks Sailor Moon in that episode. 
That was pretty sweet. <laughs> the one thing about Sailor Mars... I was in a coffee shop just now watching that episode. I was just like, yeah! <laughs> and the guy was like, please, we're trying to listen to our ambiguous techno music and <laughs> pretend to be working. And I'm like, sorry, everybody, sorry. Uh, you were working next to the guys that did that shitty bodega vending machine startup. <laughs> that coffee shop around the corner is the most fucking ridiculous, douchey, like, Greenpoint coffee shop you could imagine. Oh, but the cold brew will get you jacked. <laughs> The one thing about Ray that I want to talk about is uh, so much of the the show, at least, is dedicated to uh, Usagi and Ray just bickering with each other mm. so hard, and like that's the part where I would always roll my eyes because they just like never quite like it's just it just happens every time. And God, you were never a fourteen year old girl, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, no, literally I mean, they, about to ask you. They bickered and they fought, but they were she was fiercely loyal. Like, <laughs> no, that always like. She always saved her ass. Like at the end of the day, they yes. were all sticking together, and that's what mattered. Mm. There was, there's uh, at the end of the first season, there is a just ball your eyes out fight where all of the scouts sacrifice themselves. Yes, I'm very upset. I didn't get that. Was like one of the one episodes I didn't get to. You shake your head. No, you're, they die a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. Because they ran to, out of ideas after the first season, and then she had to keep going. They just keep reincarnating. Ta- yeah. Takeuchi, I think, wanted to just straight up kill them off at the end of the first season, and they were like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, so that was that. Do you know how many moon rods we're selling in fucking Osaka? <laughs> keep this going. Hacha-cha-cha, I'm a Japanese businessman. <laughs> Every businessman says hacha-cha-cha, <laughs> according to Jay. hacha Cha-cha. I've literally never. I've met. I am friends with at least twelve to twenty evil businessmen, and none of them say hachachacha. Yes, they do twirl their mustache though. Uh, Makoto Kino, Sailor Jupiter. She is the Raphael of the group. Uh, she's my strength. favorite. I always, I always like the Raphael of any group. She's got. She's like. She's like the physical strength one. Um, Soldier of Thunder and Courage. Sorry, I have to. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought Raphael was the hothead. Wouldn't that make him Ray? Maybe maybe it's a mix of scrapper. You know the saying? scrapper though. Yeah. Oh, Ray was the scrappy one. No Jupiter, way. Jupiter one? was the muscles who was also yeah. like to bake things. Yeah, the, Ray, man. Okay. Yeah. She is very fascinating because it's this weird mixture. It's like intense femininity with intense masculinity in this weird way that that. Oh, you mean um, like a multifaceted human? Like a multifaceted <laughs> human, where she was like a tomboy that wants to get married young and own a cake and flower shop. She uh, reorganizes her home, but with a sledgehammer. Um, her first uh, her first appearance uh, before she even gets her sailor pack before she has awakened as a member of the sailor senshi uh, she just straight up lifts one of the evil demons over her head and attempts to body slam it in order to save Sailor Moon and everything I read about it, it's like she's tall she's tall she's fucking tall and then she's and she's five foot six but I think <laughs> they couldn't wait is that on the list is that on so the, what's funny. her blood type I need to know for my web page I'm going AB I'm going AB <laughs> Um, and yeah, she uh, was actually originally conceived as the leader of a girl gang, and she was a mm-hmm. smoker. Yeah, oh, I can see that, right? Yeah, because she was the bruiser. She was the bruiser. Totally. So, no, I'm the, I'm the bruiser. He's the wizard. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> um. So yeah, I th- I really dig her. It's kind of a hard pick between Ray and Makoto. For Nobody likes my Venus favorite. the best. I feel. Um, it's like Venus. That's because Venus is the stand. She's the closest you come to a stand-in. Yeah, mm. she's kind of just like pretty. What she has like a heart chain as a weapon or something. Like what's what she and she's kind uh, of actually she's there to just sort of like guide them along, kind of right. Right. Well, I mean, they work her into the story. They work that codename Sailor V into the story. Is like, oh, she was the fake out princess. Like we're faking out the bad guys. She becomes a sailor first before Sailor Moon does. Like discovers her powers. There's like there, when I I again I I don't have as much experience with the uh, with the show and with the manga, but uh, the thing that people hit on is that Sailor V was there to make Sailor Moon kind of like feel bad about herself because she was still like learning and like trying to adapt to these new responsibilities while Sailor Venus just kind of was like, yep, this is the thing, this is how we fight. I know all about this. I am like comfortable with this, and like there was like a weird tension between the two there. And was just there to make her feel bad. I mean, not there specifically to make her feel bad, but like the idea that she wasn't as as prepared as Sailor Venus, but still the scouts were loyal to her. Like they still respected Princess Serenity as mm-hmm. the one true princess. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's kind of the main fold of characters. And of course you have your awesome villains and stuff. I mean, even and from don't the- forget Luna the cat. Yes. Oh, the kid, the cats too. We have to remember the cat, the, uh, Serena, you've got to kill that multi-headed demon. Luna and Artemis. Oh Luna yeah, and Artemis. Cat. Yes, and they 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 really are sort they really are the sort of the guides to kind of keep them uh, keep the plot a rolling uh, essentially. Look at those cute kitties. They are cute kitties. Oh, my right. first email address was lunaplush at hotmail dot com. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't because know that. Because I had a stuffed Luna cat, and on the box it said Luna Plush. And so I made that my email. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so good. So the show ends up um, getting translated by uh, Deke Entertainment. Um, they license. You know the what Deke two- stands for? Uh, penis? Does it cheap? Does it cheap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they. Um, I mean, that's in the animation industry. That's what they were referred to because they use non-union everything. Ah. They. Uh, oh, and some of the we didn't talk about all the cuts, by the way, because um, uh, th- this and this is really interesting. Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to the other thing too, but. Uh, huh, they changed the homosexual characters were removed and revised. They changed genders and relationships. The, uh, Marie, please tell our, our eagerly awaiting audience the most explicitly dumb version of this. This beautiful, vibrant lesbian couple <laughs> turned into cousins. Yes, they changed them. Into- they were very close. Is that... That's uh, Zoe, Zoe C. No, no, that's... Uh, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune? Yeah. Yes. Is that the two? Mm-hmm. So what's the deal? What's their story in the... I, okay. Look at these beautiful women in love with each other. How horrible would that have been to normalize a homosexual relationship <laughs> for young girls? How terrible. Oh, God. Don't protect them from from this being just completely To be fair, fired. they were... Oh, and just out of... Like, it's like, beautiful couple, beautiful couple, beautiful couple, shoe demon lady <laughs> on the screen. This, this perfectly encapsulates how weird Sailor Moon is yes. because it's like, it inspired so much, like, love and so much, like, depth and, like, introduced all these ideas to an American audience. But also, there was a shoe demon lady... <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a scissor demon at one point. Too. There was a like scissor demon, a snowman like demon. We're not even like we don't even. This is what's so weird is that we. Okay, we're gonna finish talking about uh, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune first. Uh, they were super rad. Uh, they ended up raising a baby version of the person they needed to kill. Mm-hmm. They were like international interspace assassins. Uh, when do they come in? Do you know? One season, of the later seasons. Season yeah. three, Season I think, three maybe? or four. And uh, you can watch that now in its pure form on Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it, they have the non-edited like edited version of yeah. it, right? On, yeah. But uh, And in the first season, uh, the beautiful uh, androgynous bad guys... There was a very clear gay subtext between two of the two of the villains, Zoe Sight and Fisheye, I believe. Fisheye or or Malkith? Or I, don't know, I could be wrong. Zoe Sight and Malachite. No, I think Malachite's a. St- We're gonna accidentally do Steven Universe things because <laughs> Takeuchi, the Ooch. Uh, yeah, was the ooch, in, as they called her, yeah. Studied astronomy and chemistry, so of course all of her characters are named after ke- minerals and stars, and yep. yeah, but. Uh, Zoocyte is a a dude with a ponytail, and uh, they uh, they dubbed him with a female actress mm-hmm. so that when he she was pining over her superior officer, it was not troubling to our nation's Bible fearing folk, mm. who were clearly watching Japanese anime at yes. six thirty in the morning. It was very important. <laughs> And so, um, I swear to God, Steve, if we're late to church because you're finding the end of the first Saiyan arc, I'm going to kick you out of the house. I just love that mamaru. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it ran in America in 1995, but it had very low viewership and it got canceled. Fans gathered together, garnered 12,500 signatures to try to get it back. And at least uh, it did get uh, uh, its real due when it finally aired on Cartoon Network's Toonami. Crossover? Probably yeah. to like a lot of shows we've done. No, June- the real crook crossover is the fact that uh, uh, at the same time that uh, Toonami was awakening like every anime nerd in America with Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon, they were also airing shows like Yu Yu Hakusho, mm. which is like kind of the the I don't know third wheel, like the 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 Velvet Underground of Toonami anime that everyone loved, and. Uh, 
the artist of Yu Yu Hakusho, who also worked on Hunter s Hunter, uh, <laughs> ended up marrying uh, Takeuchi. So, like, right now, they're, like, the number one manga power couple in Japan. Yeah, they're, like, giant manga rock stars. It's fucking great. Good good for you guys. Yeah. Um. Okay, so June 1st, 1998, it finally hits Tsunami, and that's where it really takes off. And, um, yeah, I just started seeing it everywhere, I guess, because I was watching Dragon Ball, probably. So yeah. I was, like, privy as hell to it. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> So many hours of my life were spent at my local YMHA, not the YMCA, because I'm a Jew, uh, like on a recumbent bicycle at their like fit teen program because I was self-conscious about being a chubbo and just watching hours of Toonami at a time. Yeah. Like just every episode of Gundam Wing, every episode of Yu Yu Hakusho, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball, just puffing away on a little recumbent bike. <laughs> Sailor Moon has uh, five different arcs. Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon R, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon Super S, Sailor Moon, Sailor Stars. Now, uh, Marie, uh, what can you say about these different arcs? Like, were you mainly a first season person? Was it like, uh, I, from what I gather, the first arc is kind of where it's at? Yeah. But what, what's the deal? So I kind of lost interest. I think it was uh, the second arc when they introduced Sailor Chibi Moon. The... Now, that is her daughter from the future, right? Correct. Who comes... Spoiler alert. It's... Sorry. <laughs> Within the second episode, it's very clear she's her daughter from the future. <laughs> yeah. And then they dick around forever. Yeah, she's 100% the scrappy-do of the show. And yeah. I just had no desire to really continue past that. I think she pulls a gun on them, like, the first time first she First time she up. appears up, she pulls a toy, a gun, a very realistic <sighs> toy gun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's, like, after uh, the little filler arc with the Doom Tree. Right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the end of the first season... Uh, they defeat the great evil, and then, like, in order to restore balance to the world, they are given amnesia so that they can resume their normal teen lives, having uh. grown stronger for the experience of literally dying fighting evil. So they fully wrap up the whole yeah. story. And so then the first half of the second season, they have to, like, unamnesia each of them. That sounds cumbersome. <laughs> it sounds super cumbersome. And then, at the end of the day, from throughout all of this... Despite no matter how, no matter how many new villains they introduce, no matter how many world threats, no matter how many new powers and crystals, and then the outer senshi they introduce, it's still just every every day. It's hey, something strange is going on at the local bowling alley. I wonder what's going on. Oh, turns out it's a local bowling alley monster. <laughs> and then they get to play the transformation clip, and then they get to play the big attack clip. And then it's like, then they maybe advance the overarching arc like a little bit. Yeah, that's but what I was. No, she she grew up. She she learned bravery fighting these monsters of the week: the scissor monster, the shoe monster, the, <laughs> the uh, frying pan monster. I don't know. No, but no, they, the characters grow and they mature. And yes, it should have ended after the first season, but they can grow and mature again when the daughter shows up. So so Sailor Moon is it just that she grows? She gains more confidence in herself. She she becomes just more of a badass. Oh, this fighter. is where it becomes an allegory for menstruation, like what? getting your period and becoming it. Okay, this makes perfect sense when you think about it. <laughs> Moon, Lay it on us. Like the moon, the the men, like the, the period, the cycle. Yes. Right, Game of Thrones you're puts 14. It the moon suddenly, adulthood is thrust upon you. You have to accept it. You have this whole life in front of you that you didn't know was going to come, and you're like, "No, I don't want this. I don't want to be an adult now." But now you are, and all it's happening to all of your friends at once. <laughs> And you have to like you have this secret together, and now you have to it's like. It's oddly violent, but yeah. the uh, but the way that you deal with it is through pretty shiny objects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just flashing my. I actually have my compact oh. right here. I have a little <laughs> compact in. No, but I mean the the hyper like the emphasis on the feminine feminine, uh, like makeup and whatever was her attempt at like. Or sorry, the auth- I can't even remember the author's name. I'm sorry. The Ooch. The Ooch. I'm sorry. The Ooch. <laughs> no, she wanted to show that there was like power, power and femininity, and weaponized femininity is really you know problematic. But at the same time, when every other show was like, "Ew, that's a girl thing," she was like, "No, these traditionally girl things can also be empowering." Empowering, yeah. That's awesome. 
And I think that's what I kind of like. Oh, and the villains are always smooth-talking boys that are deceptive. A lot of them, or like in the pilot, it's this creepy demon who straight up spins her entire head around to look behind her to see Sailor Moon. And uh, my fiance was watching uh, at the time, and she was just like, oh, oh, like she was like actually straight up terrified in a grown-ass woman. So I was like, yeah, this rules. That's, I mean, that's from the Senshi thing, because if you look at like, Outside of the goofy voices, a lot of the Power Rangers villains are also, like, fucked up looking. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. And I thought that was really cool, and I thought that's what made, you know, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the D. De- it, it looked really creepy in the, the show. That's the Crystal version. Yeah, I was yeah. about to ask about Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, debuted in 2014. It was they a reboot. They announced it in 2012 as the triumphant 20th anniversary of the manga, which was uh, introduced in 1992. Okay. But then it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. It was said to be a reboot and more faithful adaptation of the manga. Now, actually, uh, interesting enough, Takeuchi did say that she, since the animation team was like mostly male dominated, that actually um, there was a bit uh, of influence that way to the anime as opposed to the manga that she wrote herself. That actually they there was more that they I don't know there was no, some there's, uh, wait like, there were male animators for Crystal. No. Uh, oh no, for the original for the original anime. Okay. Apparently, the showrunners were male. According to uh, Takeuchi, of- like. Her, she. I think she just feels her manga is like the purest work in terms of like from a female perspective, mm-hmm. and that some of the men kind of manned it up a little bit with the anime and some of the choices. I'm not really sure what because I, I mean, haven't the, the... read the manga and then watched the anime, but I guess um, the manga, I guess maybe had some things in it that they kind of left at the door or something. I'm not really sure. They definitely brought in the appeal of it. Uh, the style is well. I love the '90s anime a lot. Uh, and like they had a lot of slapstick comedy. Oh yeah, my heart is with the Deke Dub, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The, from the voice actors who were incredible and so Canadian, <laughs> and, and the animation and their their faces were animated and hilarious, and they didn't shy away from like mm-hmm. varied emotion. And in the Crystal version, they're all just sort of like really beautiful, live mm. mannequin-y, long-limbed. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of how Takeuchi drew them. Drew it, but there was still a little bit more like action and cutie. Like, Uh you know, she would like draw little things or she'd chibify a character if they had to make a silly point or whatever. But you don't get that in Crystal at all. That's like completely removed. In the uh, later seasons, apparently, they like kind of took the hint from the fans and kind of steered it more towards uh, style and uh, of the original anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they got rid of a lot of stuff that people were like really uh, angry about, like, the characters were like off model a lot of times and they would just like fix it in post for the Blu-ray release. Mm. They used a lot of like that 3D CG anime Ugh. for stuff that like nobody nobody likes that. Nobody likes a CG anime. Uh, but uh, so yeah, the first season of Crystal got like really just blasted by fans, but apparently it got better. I, okay. I wasn't able to catch up with it. I'm still not going to watch it. Now, Marie, do you rewatch the original Sailor Moon that you love to watch back in the day? Is, or is it purely like something that lives in nostalgia and in the past for you? Like, is this something that, in other words, does it hold up? I tried reading the manga again. I tried watching some episodes, and it's very clear that it's a show for little girls. Right. Like, it has, like, depth and darkness and there's 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 melodrama and like gravitas but it's for 14 year olds totally so i relive it through my you know deep emotional bonds to it and gifts on the internet just so many little perfect reaction gifts yeah this is this is a point that really struck me i was i've been asking people all week about how they felt about because it's ubiquitous Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. everywhere and what really stuck with me is a lot of people don't think about like the interplay between Kunzite and Queen Beryl and the Dark Moon Clan and Crystal Tokyo and all of like the actual specifics of the plot. It's the aesthetics that keep it as a merchandising juggernaut. There's Sailor Moon toys and Sailor Moon stationery and Sailor Moon fashion and I Sailor Moon condoms, Sailor Moon sanitary napkins. Like there Sailor Moon is to this day a billion dollar merchandising juggernaut because of I I can't, I can't even like how would you describe Marie? How would you describe the aesthetics of Sailor Moon with all like the sparkles and hearts and stars? And well, actually, why don't we watch this transition really quick? The transition oh, moment. Um, this is, I think, the original Japanese, though. I don't know if that's the one you guys want, but uh, this is the one I went with. If it's the Japanese version, it has way better music. All right, cool. Let's hit it. Yeah, bubbles, bubbles. 
But it's got that, that action guitar in there. Uh, it's badass. When does the singing kick in? That's when it like goes to... Uh... Ribbons, ribbons. <laughs> you just got magic boots. This is the greatest like... This is the greatest like getting into transitioning into your superhero form yeah. like sequence ever. When is the gazelle leap? That's my favorite part. Coming up. Oh, <laughs> it's so oh I think you might be thinking of it. Oh, here we go. This is... And again, like Power That's Rangers. after the moon rod, she uses the crystal from the moon rod to repair the brooch, so then it becomes, this is the second brooch that she gets. But this is another thing, like Power Rangers did, you upgrade it. Every year you yeah. get more, oh, yeah. more accessories. Oh, there the angel so many wings. versions. And this wonderful, like, twirling and spinning, this very, like, athletic ballet, like, beautiful. Yes. It never gets old. It never gets old. Gazelle, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and like that's And she's ready to go. That's been <laughs> That's like yeah, that has lived on way longer than anything in the actual like plot of the show is yeah. just like that's parodied constantly, it's referenced constantly. The, the henshin scene, the transformation scenes. There's a fantastic YouTube video of somebody doing this live on stage with a bunch of people yes. dressed in like <laughs> I was about to bring in. that up. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so good. And the crowd is going bonkers. Bananas, yeah. yeah. It's so good. No, I like the, uh, the, the Russian figure skater whose whole routine is like a secret costume change oh, yeah. live 100%. on the ice. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So uh, uh, just a couple more things. I know we're kind of uh, wrapping up, but... Um, You've got the films, Sailor Moon R, the movie, Sailor Moon S, the movie, Sailor Moon Super S, the movie. Did, did you check out any of those? Was I, I, didn't, I just kind of wrote, jotted that down, but I didn't really know much. I mean, it's always filler and like side stuff because yeah. they can't affect the plot of the show. Ah, yeah. So I like it never, it never really comes no, up. No, it was just this hunger for the, like the same feeling that you got watching the first run. So they just did it over and over and How over about again. that uh, live action show? It's, it's, a, it's a guess. <laughs> Oh, there's such a the, so the best crazy. is when the live action show did the transformations because they had such yeah. a small Japanese TV budget. Yep. So like it's when they do the but uh, they look great. They uh -huh. look fan. They have good wig work. Yeah. <laughs> Quality <laughs> very wig good work. wig work. It aired from 2003 to 2004, a retelling of the first story arc. But there were tons of plot changes, and of course, <laughs> oh wow, oh, live action my God. tuxedo mask tuxedo is the mask. Doofiest. He's even more useless in like live action. That's, uh. So they focused on the personal lives of the ladies uh, rather than the uh, action, obviously for budget reasons. Um, and uh, one, the major difference is Sailor V. Instead of being an aspiring pop idol, she is full on like Hannah Montana style uh, <laughs> pop idol in in the show. Um, Did they do that so they could sell songs? Probably. Course, they yeah. did a live show for one night only with musical performances and, and stuff like that. And there was a few musicals, I believe, as well. Oh, yeah. Every, I think, big hit anime gets its own musical out in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's how they just do it. Um, it. Seems like everything we cover, if it's a big hit anime <laughs> show, gets a musical. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I have anything else. Maybe just a, just a kind of wrap up on the whole thing. Marie, how can you um, uh, can you say something profound about Sailor Moon that completely wraps everything up for us? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. No, but that's the thing. Like, the, for a 14 year old, this was profound for me. Like, there are moments of like existential ennui when she's gazing into the middle distance, sort of remembering her like past as the Moon Princess, and you can feel this like gut sink in her character. And as a 14-year-old, like as a depressed 12-year-old, 14-year-old, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I identified with that feeling. And then they'd cut to, like, a cool, colorful transformation bit. But Like, I'm, I know I'm really a, a, a straight-up princess in a past yeah, life. I'm depressed because yeah. I am secretly a princess superhero. And, like, at the same time, my deep moment is when Goku screamed so hard, his hair turned blonde. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was mad Krillin got exploded. <laughs> uh Oh, uh, this just, is yeah. See, that's the thing. I was so much less profound back then. I uh, I just saw Michelangelo and was like, he eats pizza. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, okay. The closest thing that I can think of for guys is the 
the way that they attach to like the legend of Zelda, like the link like accoutrement like i'll see adult men with like triforce tattoos right or like a little like into your adulthood you carry that like sense of adventure and wonderment and it doesn't matter if you played all the games or how you remember them really it's more about like that feeling of wonderment that being able to experience that adventure and that is what i think i felt for sailor moon and most of the women that i read about who loves because again i was alone in catholic school watching right, right. And it was a huge hit in Japan, and it was exported all over the world. Like, there's a reason why it's, again, it's one of the big three of anime. And uh, actually, if you really want to uh, uh, have your mind blown, uh, there's tons of YouTube videos where you can, like, listen to the opening theme song in 20 different languages. Uh, my favorite is the Hebrew version, because uh, it just has a lot of, like, ha ha. Uh, so- oh, wait, we have it up? Okay, I'm oh. sorry, just listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, I, I was going to say, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I just want to reiterate, if you're a fan of Sailor Moon, um, I cannot recommend Puella Magi Madoka Magica enough. I was, like, completely obsessed with it earlier this year, and so was uh, my fiancé. We flipped the fuck out for it. Um, it subverts the magical girl genre, just like uh, Neon Genesis subverts the, uh, like, the mech genre. It's absolutely wonderful. Watch the show, not the movies. You can go watch the movies afterwards. The movies kind of recap the show, but it's it's only 12 episodes long, and it's on Netflix, and it's fucking so good. Uh, so, so go watch it. It's not even that long, too, and it's just it will make your brain melt. It totally takes all these elements and just spins them into this, like, dark, fucked-up world, and it definitely plays with the concept of the going through puberty thing mm-hmm. and it kind of utilizes that in its sadistic plot which is really awesome so can't recommend it enough um is there anything else to be said about sailor moon i mean there's plenty I'm, yeah i you know, think so too uh one of the craziest things about it is because of the way the deke dub was handled and it was like taken away right as the web was coming into being there's some like real hardcore like obsessives in america like Sailor Moon was a one of the biggest, uh, like you know there would be web rings and forums and you know because to- I had a shrine on tripod. <laughs> a shrine. Yeah, a shrine to Sailor Neptune because at the time I played violin, so I was like, she's like me, but. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Did you have action figures at all or anything like that? Oh, my God, did I? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I had every... My mom got really into it because she loves the chase, so she would nice. find me every single... There was a thousand yeah, permutations of, like, the dolls and the weapons and the... the were they yeah. at, like, Toys R Us? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, Oh, cool. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think we'd get to this, but uh, I found a clip of from Dateline in 1990, like, three or four, Ooh. where they talk about Sailor Moon. Like, it's like, you know, because... It's the trend. Like, hey, parents, are you aware that this is the big new thing? Just listen to them try and describe. This guy is like 50 years old in 1992. He has no idea about anything. It's amazing. Bondi's blonde Sailor Moon and her four girlfriends invaded the United States in September. These are Power Rangers who can be sweet and innocent one minute, <laughs> tough and sexy the next. <laughs> oh, ew, so gross. gross. Oh. These are 14-year-old girls. Yeah, tough and sexy. The next, yeah. and then like he's talking to the head of Bondi, which is even back then a billion dollar corporation. Be like, so you're telling me she's Japanese, but she has blonde hair? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to understand. <laughs> just it's, so, and then they uh, talk to uh, Takauchi, who's like at this point just a Ferrari driving millionaire. Yeah, and I, she's just like, oh, I'm glad girls like this because there's not a lot of shit out there for him. Well, it's really cool because she really she's like this is. beautiful genius that became like a fucking crazy millionaire she's a it seems like she's a really awesome uh role model she's just like yeah doing it there's um it's weird like so many of the manga creators we talk about are like just weird nerds and she is like a highly educated fashionable yeah who just like i guess i'll try this and see if it works out and right it turned out amazing super super duper worked out but even pulling it out of her ass she realized that there was something missing and that and, there was a need to be filled and god did she fill it what yep. if the pink ranger wasn't enough <laughs> it's a team of pink rangers yeah. pink rangers. The pink. <laughs> there was an accident at the the Power Rangers factor. <laughs> Oops, all pink rangers. Um, awesome. 
Yeah. All right. Right. Oh, wait, uh, one more fun thing. Sure. Amy was actually the most popular character. Really? That's Sailor Mercury. Oh. She was the super smart one. Yeah. And the emphasis on grades. And she was socially awkward as well. So she instantly became like the most popular character, even more so than Sailor Moon. Oh, hell yeah. In Japan. That's awesome. Uh, oh, in Japan, not in America. In Japan, though? yeah. Gotcha. That's super cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank yeah. you so much, Marie. Uh, this episode would not be close to uh, as good without you. I, I must say, like, honestly, like, our perspective is kind of garbage um, <laughs> and it, to a certain degree. So it's really great that you came in and did this. Thank, Thank you, you both for having me and letting me flail about my cartoons. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. This is a safe space for everyone to flail to about. To flail, yeah. <laughs> like, I've been flailing for them. I'm just like, this is a show. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to understand this. Where can um, we watch you flail live? Yeah. Oh, where can we watch me fly alive? Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Come check it out. I'm getting a fight stick in tom- uh, tomorrow, and so you can watch me play Street Fighter Five Marvel vs. Capcom ad nauseum for the next uh, several weeks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Best Jake Young, and I uh, help out often with the Drawfee channel on YouTube, where a bunch of cartoonists just hang out and draw your dumb suggestions. And I have no social media presence. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. That's actually- Just even try and harass this lady. I dare you. Oh, <laughs> You'll have to do it on the street like the rest of the New York men. <laughs> um, awesome. That's it. Have a good one. Hey, Mom. First things first. Thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.